Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in UCLA, the UCLA sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam Conan, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Travis Reed. Travis, how's it going, man? Going pretty good, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, missed last week's episode and had uh, my wisdom teeth pulled out, so I'm fully recovered from that now. <laughs> I can talk. Uh, I can chew things, which is nice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been uh, it was a blast of a weekend hanging, around, hanging out and doing absolutely nothing last week. So. Uh, Let's talk some UCLA sports. Okay. Why don't we? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not too much hard news on the football, men's basketball front uh, for us to talk about. I mean, I, I this weekend I was just at UCLA softball game. They they won. I was just came from UCLA baseball game. It swept Washington State. Tournament starting up for those pretty soon. So the, those will be fun. But we're gonna keep it mostly men's basketball today uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. ESPN. Uh, they released updated way too early top 25 UCLA is looking pretty good up there. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and then also um, UCLA got some official visits uh, on the 2023 recruiting trail uh, from Ron Holland and from Isaiah Collier. Uh, so we'll, we'll break those guys down and, and just kind of talk about the UCLA recruiting outlook and how that's kind of organized and set up and, and what the, kind of building blocks are there for Mick Cronin and his, and his staff. So uh, if that sounds interesting, if, if you like the show, if you listen before, make sure to uh, subscribe, turn on notifications, all that fun stuff, share wherever you are, whether it's Spotify or Apple or Google, all those we're everywhere. So let people know if you enjoy it so far uh, and thanks for listening. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. 
it's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's get started with the ESPN way too early top 25. Um, UCLA came in at number four. They were number three in the one that came out just after the final four. Uh, Kentucky actually jumped them going from seven up to three. Um, but I don't know. It seems kind of weird. I, I know. Let's see. I, I Kentucky did get uh, Oscar Sheboy back, which is huge. I mean, national player of the year. He's great. But, I mean, they have guys like uh, Keon Brooks in the transfer portal, Dante Allen's in the transfer portal, Bryce Hopkin, uh, Ty Ty Washington is going pro. Uh, let's see who else they're listening here. Uh, Kellen Grady, Davion Mintz are out of eligibility. So there's a lot of turnover in that Kentucky team and a lot of uncertainty still left there. Um, so, yeah, not to mention ESPN the number one player in the country. Little, yeah. Yeah. The um, number one player in the country who reclassified it didn't even play college basketball, but we'll go, but. I don't know how he did it to the system. He's going pro. Yeah, is that is Shaden Sharp? I yeah, there, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So not not ideal for them, but yeah, you know, ESPN last week put him at put him at number three. So that's where they are now. UCLA at number four. Uh, I'm just gonna read off what you uh, what they wrote here on on UCLA. Uh, let's see. UCLA was one of the programs to watch in terms of the early entry deadline, and the Bruins went one for three. Johnny Juzang and Peyton Watson took off to the NBA while Jaime Hawkins Jr. opted to return to Westwood. Jules Bernard is the lone player in limbo as he entered the draft but could come back to UCLA. With Hawkins, Tiger Campbell, and potentially Bernard back, along with five-star recruits Amari Bailey and Adam Bona, Mick Cronin has the makings of a highly talented core. Jalen Clark has been touted a potential breakout candidate, so there is some insurance in case Bernard opts to keep his name in the draft. Bailey will add some legitimate explosiveness while Bona is a rim protector to help anchor the defense and brings a weapon in the open floor. And then they had the starting lineup is Tiger, Mari Bailey, Jules Bernard, Jaime, and Adem Bona, which is a pretty darn good starting lineup. <laughs> so, no, so Travis, you, you hear that and you see UCLA ranked at number four. They've got UNC at one, Houston at two, Kentucky at three, UCLA four where where are you on this ucla team right now is that right is just right too high too low how are you feeling i think it's just right i think they're a top five team in the country especially if jules if jules bernard comes back which i believe he will i think he'll you know he'll test the waters i think he'll get some feedback that it probably say he's a second round pick um you know and uh i think he'll come back you know i think he'll come back for sure and I think they have, like I said, what they added inside because that was really what they were missing inside uh, was this year. They needed, they have, really didn't have any inside presence. I think if they would have had in, some inside presence, they would have went to the Final Four. You know that again this year. I think you know. I mean, UNC went to the national championship game, and UCLA was you know they they was neck and neck in them. You know, basically the whole game until you know Love came back. You know, Love you know went to you know hit some cru- crucial shots. So what I am interested in to see, like I said, if Jules comes back, will they will UCLA go into transfer protocol? You know, like will they get a transfer portal player? Obviously last year that was Johnson. 
uh, you know, this year where they go get a player from transfer protocol, you know, uh, maybe a Kentucky player, uh, maybe somewhere else. I don't know, you know, because I feel like they might need one more guy off the bench that can score. Uh, and then they will be a super dangerous team next year. Yeah, I think number four, I mean, in theory, that, that feels just right. But the teams they have a, above them, I just I feel like I'd put UCLA above Kentucky just with all the turnover they have, with mm. the fact that Calipari hasn't really had a great team in a while, even with all that talent. Uh, Houston's great every year, and they're underseeded every year, especially this year as a five-seed. I mean, beat Arizona, they're great. Put them at two, eh, I mean, I don't know. The, yeah, sure, I guess. And then UNC at number one. Uh, I I honestly would put UCLA above UNC because UCLA was two minutes away from beating North Carolina. Came a, a few Caleb Love threes and, and Armando Baycott offensive rebound away from closing that one out. And UNC won. UNC played better down the stretch. They deserved to win. But... I don't know. I mean, they, they lose Brady Manick. UCLA loses Johnny Juzang. Let's say those wash each other out. UCLA has better recruits coming in. And in terms of the coaching battle, uh, yeah, the replacement there is fine for, for Roy Williams. Um, what was his name again? No, oh, uh, oh, Hubert yeah, Davis. Yeah, Hubert Davis. Davis. Um, yeah, Hubert Davis is a pretty good coach. Uh, took his team to the championship his first year. Uh, I would still probably take Mick Cronin head-to-head just between those two. So that's close. I'm not saying that UNC sucks or anything, but, I mean, UCLA can contend for the number one spot with Houston and North Carolina, and I don't know. It wouldn't be ridiculous to see them there. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean they're going to win the national championship or that they'd beat North Carolina in November or May or whatever. But if you're asking me to put together my way too early top 25, maybe I have UCLA at two, but they're definitely in contention for the number one spot. And, and four might be like one or two spots too low. Well, I think why North Carolina, it's a simple why North Carolina was one. Caden Love came back. Uh, they wouldn't and, be. And Baycoat. And yeah. that. The yeah, four four or five starters. Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, with UNC, what they're going to do is they're going to have the four to five starters. They just got a five-star recruit that just signed with them uh, recently, a four-man, that basically replaced uh, their four-man they lost last year. Um, they still got, what was it, uh, Johnson's little, you know, the one guy played for Phoenix's little brother. Yeah, Gus. yeah, Puff, Puff Johnson. Puff Johnson. So, I mean, they, you know, I think, North Carolina, I get the number one because, like I said, you make that magical run and pretty much four of your five is back. Uh, you know, I don't have no problem with them. Like you said, UCLA could have beat them last year. I think uh, Houston, the, the thing about, you know, Houston is like, like you said, they're in a small conference, so not a lot of people see them to the tournament. Um, but, they, you know, Calvin Sampson is a great coach. Um, yeah, and they always have a, yeah, they have a mess load of talent. Like the, the players who he thought was going to go pro stayed, and that's why they're ranked so high. They're, I wouldn't be surprised if they'll be number one in the nation next year at one point. They're going to win about 30 games next year, I guarantee you. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's interesting because they are kind of starting to go down the Gonzaga route a little bit because Gonzaga was always a, a number one seed and great and would 
take these international guys and these three-star guys and just coach them up, have them there for four years and be great. And then these past two years, really starting with Jalen Suggs and then um, uh, to uh, what's the skinny seven foot. Yeah. Name? Yeah. I'm not uh, blanking on it. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't think of his name. I know you're talking about though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- then they start adding these five-star one and done guys and they're a great one seed in a different way. Well, Houston's got, uh, Jarris Walker coming in. He's a top 10 recruit. He's a five-star all American kind of guy. So maybe we'll see Houston kind of hit that next step in their evolution, the same way Gonzaga has this past couple mm-hmm, of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe, maybe Walker can be, uh, their version of that guy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I will say, I think it's, uh, fun and interesting and new not to see Gonzaga up there. Let me, I'm scrolling mm-hmm. through. How far do no, I have to go they're, before Gonzaga? They're, they're at 16. Yeah, I that don't think they'll be, be as good. High. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. I mean, you lose your front court. You lose Timmy. Yeah, you know you your national Timmy. play. You lose probably a top three pick uh, in the big man. You lose Timmy, who's your national play of the year candidate. You lose the guard. Yeah, they Julian lost the Struther. Yeah, yeah like, like the, the guys coming back. Uh, Nolan Hickman averaged five points per game last year. Hunter Salas, four points per game last year. Yeah, uh, they won't be they, – they'll dominate yeah, their league, but Str- they won't be Strother, Strother, they have as a starter right now at 12 points per game, but he's in the draft right now. Anton Watson, seven points per game. Efton Rees coming from LSU, six points per game. So, mm-hmm. like, they don't have any, like, reliable returning production, and I don't think they have, like, legit – uh, recruits coming in like, like Hickman and Salas and there there are some guys who were highly rated recruits who like didn't really connect early on so maybe they can get that going this yeah. year uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll have plenty of opportunities and, and Gonzaga will be a good team in the West Coast Conference probably win the conference still but they're the days of Gonzaga being a shoe-in for a one seed I think are over <laughs> at least well, this no. year yeah no I, look you can't like you figure like last year and this year, they lost a lot, you know, they lost, I mean, last year and this year, they lost, you know, two of the best big men in college basketball, three, two years in a row, you know, with, with big, you know, t- Tim A and, and, and I kept blinking on the guy's name too. I can't think of his name. Um, number one pick and they lost the big dude last year. Chet Holmgren. Lose, Chet yeah. Holmgren. There we go. So Yeah. So this year they lose Holmgren and Timmy last year, they lost Kispert. And uh, and Suggs. Suggs. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you it's hard and, to uh, just keep. Uh, who who's the other point? Um, so this year they had Nemhard. They're losing Nemhard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then last year they lost uh, uh, Ajayi, Ajayi, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're losing like six dudes from the yeah. past two years who were legit, like yeah. really legit you, you, guys. It's people don't realize how hard it is. It's just like to replace talent with talent, like. like People were like, don't get me wrong, Calipari kind of over-recruits, you know, and those like that. But, like, he loses four or five guys every year. So, imagine having to replace that every year. And, uh, you know, like, it's just, a, I think, a situation where they'll take a step back, but they'll still be good. Now, I wanted to get back to Kentucky. Now, yeah. I think with the reason why they went to number three was because, obviously, Oscar Shiway came back. And then they got uh, – What's the name's brother that came back? Uh, God played for the Knicks, but you know he plays for Kentucky. He came the athlete. He came back. 
You know, they had like Lance, Lance, you know, Lance uh, Williams came back. They back a big man. The little point guard came back. Um, yeah, Wheeler. But then, uh, Wheeler. They, okay, I see they're they're getting Antonio Reeves uh, from Illinois State, whoever's twenty points yes. per game last yeah. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a big ad for them. I just, yeah, no. I when's the last time they won a title? Was it that Anthony 12, Davis year, twenty twelve? The year they should have won it, and this is this is beyond the sixteen team was beyond the best team I've seen. That was the the Cat and Booker Booker was yeah on team Cat. And... They had six guys going the first round. They had Cat. Yeah. They had Booker. They had uh uh you know remember Booker didn't even start. He never started at Kentucky ever, <laughs> which is insane, right? Um, you know Willie Colley Stein, and they had the twins, and they had like they had you know, eight, nine pros on that team. And that was the team that was 38-0, didn't lose the whole season, lost in the Final Four to Wisconsin after coming back from the championship game the year before. Yeah, so that yeah, yeah. they were they were 30-0, and 0, it was 2014-15 season. They had Aaron Harrison, Carl Anthony Towns, Debbie yeah. Booker, Andrew Harrison, Collie Stein, Trey Lyles, <laughs> yeah. Dakari Johnson, Tyler Eulis, Alec Poitrice. Uh, yeah. That's that's yeah. not a bad group right there. That was that's the best. Of, yeah. That was the best college team I had seen for the last ten years, almost. Yeah, you know? I I think I I don't want to blame Kyle Powery for. I mean, they made it to the national championship game. They won thirty eight games in a row. They didn't suck or anything, but oh. like that that is the last like real Kentucky team, the scary Kentucky team. After that, let's see, they finished tenth in the AP poll. They finished fifth in 2017. They made it to the Elite Eight. They beat UC, the Lonzo Ball UCLA team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lost at the buzzer to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 18th in the AP poll in 2018. 7th in 2019. 8th in 2020. Uh, they had a losing record in 21. And this year, finished 7th in the AP poll. But they lost in a 15-2 upset. So, like... I don't know. I, I mean, they're, they're always good that, besides that yeah. weird COVID year, which they, they weren't, they were bad. They're always really good. And I, but I just feel like they're slowly, slowly falling off. And it's honestly only a matter of time before Calipari goes, I feel like. Oh no, no, definitely. I think it's going to be interesting to see like, look, if you notice what happened was well, been a cosmic shift. Duke was getting the Kentucky type players yeah. And Kentucky was getting the Duke type players. This year, Kentucky had basically one big man, all shooters around him, right? Who was that? Let me remind you of Duke. Duke had all athletes. Who does that remind you of? Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. no, all the they, one and done guys. Yeah, but... yeah. Duke had what was it, six guys go pro, all one yeah. and done guys. That's Kentucky. You know, like, you know, I think it's gonna be interesting to see these next couple of years because obviously Shevsky's gone. And let's see if Calipari starts to get like that overabundance of talent again, which I don't know if he's going to do, but like, um, yeah, he, if you notice, he's starting to go into transfer protocol. He's that's where he's getting a lot of his talent is from, you know, from there. Like last year, you know, he gets Oscar Sheway, he gets Grady the shooter, you know, like he gets Wheeler, like, you know, these are three starters, you know, he gets guys off the bench, like, you know, like all these guys is transfer protocol guys. So to me, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, I don't like I said. I think UCLA could have you could have flipped UCLA and Kentucky uh, from UCLA three, Kentucky four kind of thing. I didn't think that the Kentucky was better than UCLA as far as like right now. Anyway, unless Kentucky gets another player, I don't see it. Yeah, um, 
honestly, right now, I mean, we <laughs> we're we're talking about it because it's a podcast and and we're having fun, but like it's really splitting hair. So I feel like the one seeds, if those top four are the one seeds, I feel pretty good about those. I mean, after that, you get Creighton, Arkansas, like good teams, uh, Duke, but teams I, I don't really think will be on that top tier next year. Now that we're done going off on tangents about Kentucky and Gonzaga and all that, uh, let's kind of spin what you were saying earlier about uh, the, the recruiting stuff and, and Calipari's tendencies to uh, where UCLA stands right now uh, on the recruiting trail for the class of 2023. Uh, they don't have any commits right now. Uh, we were talking a few weeks ago. They didn't get Dusty Stromer, uh, the local kid, four-star shooting guard. He went to Gonzaga, ironically, uh, and then they didn't get Rayvon Griffith, another four-star shooting guard. He went to Cincinnati, his hometown team. Um, so, I mean, you would have liked to have that just because the Corona connection with Cincinnati has been recruiting him for a while. Um, but, you know, it, it's a long-distance thing, not a, a huge upset there. Uh, so no commits for 2023 just yet. But there are a lot of options. There are a lot of guys who are narrowing down their their fields, their, their options, um, starting to go on official visits, uh, really think these, think things over in these next few months. Uh, Cause I mean, signing day will come up in November. That's six months away. Uh, so it's probably, we're less than six months away from when these guys are mostly going to be signing. That's the early signing period. They'll have plenty of time after that, depending on uh, what, when these guys want to make their decisions. But uh, we're, we're going to get into a period where UCLA is going to have to get some of these, these commitments and mm -hmm. there are two guys uh the five stars who went out and officials uh came to ucla came to westwood this week uh we had ron holland a small forward uh, he's from texas and isaiah collier a shooting guard a point guard mostly um from georgia so two out-of-state guys two guys who are top 15 top 10 recruits in the country they're coming in they were posting on Saturday, their photo shoots and everything. Something that I hadn't seen in a while from these guys going on officials is uh, they, they were taking pictures with uh, in the UCLA jerseys with their family in the middle of the Poly Pavilion, just middle of the court. It's pretty standard fare. But they literally wheeled out all 11 national championship trophies, and they would hold one with all the other ones around them. They did a joint photo shoot with the two of them with the national championship trophies. Uh, in the locker room, they took pictures individually and together. And then they had a photo with the two of them in the middle sitting in front of lockers. And then you had Tiger Campbell on one side and Jaime Hawkins on the other. So <laughs> this just, from an outsider's perspective, this seems like a great pitch, a great recruiting weekend. You give them the old with those 11 championships, the history, the, the prestige of the program, and you give them the new. You give them Jaime and Tiger, these fan favorites who are big deals in Westwood. Uh, everyone all around town loves them. And they took the team to the Final Four. They've been successful. They have NIL deals. They're making money that way. They're these kind of new age kind of guys. So if you're UCLA, you're selling these two five-star guys you want to bring in on the full picture, the full UCLA picture, which I think is, I mean, it makes sense. And uh, we'll see if it works out. But Travis, what, what's your take on, I mean, coming from someone who was recruited by UCLA uh, all those years ago, this kind of strategy and, and kind of what UCLA is or should be or will have to sell these guys on? 
Uh, well, I would say this, you know, what UCLA can sell is tradition, right? Uh, UCLA is one of the greatest traditions in all of college sports, you know, if not the greatest. They've had probably two of the three best players ever in college basketball, including the best player ever in Luol Cinder, the best coach ever in, you know, John Wooden. Um, I think what they're doing now is, like you said, mixing in the old with the new. Uh, you now you got a new breed. I think what, what, what Coach has done is brought that back, brought respectability to UCLA. And uh, when I was coming up, you know, when I was coming up at UCLA, like the top of the top one to go in the West Coast, then that's the main thing. There's so much talent in the West Coast that you don't want to lose your top talent to out of state. You don't want to lose players to Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina or Kansas or anything like that. Want to keep in-state, in-state, and then bring in some out-of-state, you know? So, for me, we was the number one recruiting class in the country, you know? Uh, what took us over the top was when Barron committed, you know, to to our school, you know? Uh, Barron being the number one point guard in the country at the time. Um, when I went on my trip, it was me, uh, got rested so Billy Knight, and Rico Hines, who was all on a recruiting trip together. And after, like I said, after that, like, you know, we, we went, you know, into Poly, looked at Poly, you know, but by then we already had been in Poly many times, you know, like watching games, playing pickup and stuff. So we was in there a lot. Um, but what made it for me uh, when I was on my, my recruiting trip, um, I remember talking to Tracy Murray and Charles Abandon, you know, and Charles Abandon was like my idol growing up, you know, one of my idols, you know, like I, I loved him. He was like a, the first superstar high school player that I ever really played against, you know, it was him. And it was Austin Crozier, you know, um, Crozier was still here, but Charles Abandon was, you know, state player of the year, in McDonald's All-American, all that. And, like, you know, I used to go one-on-one against him. He used to dunk on me all the time when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> so when he went to UCLA with his brother, Ed, and I was just like, you know, like, man, I want to go to UCLA, you know. And I, if other schools – I committed to Arizona after Jim Hare got, you know, fired or whatever. But, like, if UCLA, you know, recruit – like, Lavin called me the next day or a couple of days later basically said that, you know, Travis, we still want you. We're still going to recruit you. And for me, it was, it wasn't that hard of a choice once you see like committed to me as a player. And that's what like, that's all you got to believe in. If these two five-star players that just came in, believe in what you are and believe in what the system is, you know? And if you believe in the system that can make you better, go to that school, you know? And that's what I did for myself. And I love my, you know, my, my years at UCLA because it was, it showed me like the upper echelon of basketball, you know? And I think that like, you know, high school kids can see that now. Like, cause obviously we had some down years, great years with, with uh, Ben Holland, right? And then some down years after that. But UCLA now, Nick, Nick Cronin is like, he brought him back to like, it's UCLA now. So they're competing with the Dukes, North Carolinas, the Kentuckys, the Kansases, as far as like top tier talent. 
And like I said, like if they can, you know, get some out of state guys along with keeping the West Coast guys, they're going to be in the mix every single year from here on out. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting what you're saying about the kind of the geography of it, because obviously you want to hold your recruiting base locally. Um, but you look at the guys who they've offered or they're contending for. Uh, you get Collier, who's from Georgia. You get Jacoby Walter, another five-star, has UCLA as one of his finalists. He's from Missouri. Um, then you got uh, Justin Edwards. He's from Philly. Uh, KJ Evans is from Florida. Ron Holland's from Texas. Milan Momsilovich is from Wisconsin. Um, so not a ton of local guys. Um, then, then you got uh, Andre Stojakovic, uh, Peja's son, yeah, yeah, uh, who's yeah, yeah. Bay Area, so in state. Uh, he, he's a, a high four-star, pretty good recruit. Um, so, like, what's the the timeline? I mean, I'm sure it, it changes year to year, so I'm sure it's changed a lot since since uh, when when you were being recruited. But do you think that this staff is going to start sending out offers to more local guys because this has to be a big class coming up because of how many guys are leaving? So, I mean, you might need six commits, and they don't have any right now. Not only do they not have any, they don't have very many offers out to in-state guys. Well, no, I think that they got to start. I, I think right now they got to start recruiting heavy, recruiting heavy right now. This, um, if they, 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 whoever's doing the recruiting for the school ain't getting no sleep right now, you know, because they got to start getting these in-home visits. Because pretty much from my senior year, what happened was like in the beginning of the year, because I didn't pass SAT until like December, so I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I took visits early, but like you take visits like end of this year and then right the summer happened, you know? Um, so kids, you're going to see kids explode with their name as far as going to these Nike camps, Adidas camps, you know, playing in these tournaments, Vegas, Florida, wherever. Um, I kind of, that's what happened to me. Like I had a good junior year, but let's just say I was ranked like maybe 185 in the country. And then in the summer, I killed and I went from 185 to like 36. You know, like I took a huge leap. And that's what the, you know, you see, I got to find those diamonds in the rough, but also get these super high recruits and these five stars because these these five star kids is going to. I wouldn't say kind of lead you on, but like it's going to be like a process. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, perfect position for me was like Baron waited to the end to commit to UCLA. Like he didn't commit. The only commit that we had early was Earl. Earl was like the first one who committed out of all of us, and then after that, it kind of fluttered in after that. But like these five star kids are going to wait because they want their day in the shine. You know, you're going to want the day where it's like whoever so and so what school you going to you know and he, <laughs> he says a speech and all this stuff yeah, live stream on the cbs hq C- cbs sports hq ESPN, all that stuff and, you know, yeah. saying, right, you know <laughs> this the school is going to be you know all this like packed the students the fast with the five star do you know like they're not going to you know wait you know and, and like they're going to do the, a big old announcement and that's how it's going to be so i think um you know, you have to get your meat and potatoes before you get the dessert. The five stars are desserts, you know, uh, from like all these other places. Because let's face it, like UCLA is not going to get four or five star players, you know, or five or six. They probably get maybe three, maybe four, maybe maybe three. 
and then like rest four star type of players. So I would say like for me, um, get your get your sides first. Get your four stars, your three, you know, those kind of guys. Get on them right now in the summer because the summer is going to be big and get on them, get on them, get on them, get some, get some commitments in. And then by, by next year, you'll get the icing with, with the, with these five stars, you know, I think UCLA is in a good position though, because uh, you know, they've been showing well in the tournament the last couple of years. Yeah. I, I think I'm looking back now at the 2018 recruiting class. Cause hearing you talk about that, I feel like this might be kind of a blueprint. Because uh, you had six guys commit. Uh, you had Kenny Nwuba was a three-star that year. Tyre Campbell was a four-star. Uh, and then you had three in-state guys, all four-stars. You had Dave Singleton, Jules Bernard, Sharif O'Neal, uh, who all committed. And then at the end, I think it was like February or whatever it was, uh, that's when you get five-star center Moses Brown from, from New York. So you, you build this base of three- and four-star guys leaning on the local leaning in state leaning LA and then you go out and secure the seven foot two center from from New York so you got to you yeah got to. I, I think they're they're putting themselves in a good position to get guys like Holland or Jacoby Walter or Isaiah Collier um, and, and even some of the uh, Tiger Campbell level guys like the Midwest four-star guys like a mm, mom Silovich mm. or there's, there's a uh, guys from uh, Idaho who they're looking after too. So they have those guys. Um, so they get the top and they've got the out-of-state middle and now they need to fill things out with those in-state guys. And I know they're looking. Uh, the coaches are, uh, from, from what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, they're out there. They're, they're at all these circuits and they're like going heavy on the scouting to make sure they get these, these fast risers, these, these local guys. Um, just kind of build these early connections with them. And I think that'll be huge moving forward. Um, but yeah, it's going to have to be a big class because mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you're going to have Jaime leave. You're going to have Tiger leave. You're going to have Jules leave. If he comes back right now, you're going to have Singleton leave. You're going to have uh, um, Amari Bailey. will probably, he'll be one and done. Um, so you got a lot of spots to fill a lot of scholarships yeah. that are, that are available to you. And this is probably going to be the, the first time in 2023, 24, once we get there, that you have a true Mick Cronin built team. Because you look at the guys who are on this team right now, uh, and you got Tiger was on the roster in Alford's last year. Jaime committed um, while Alford was still the coach. And, and uh, Singleton and Bernard were both um, here during Alford's last year. Uh, Kenny Nwuba, same thing. Uh, so you have a lot of veterans and core pieces that mm-hmm. weren't even initially recruited or by, by Mick Cronin and his staff. And uh, I remember he said early on in his first few weeks, first few days that he did have to recruit those guys to make sure they didn't transfer away. But when you think about it, like it's, he didn't build this roster from scratch, but as you get further and further out, you're going to see what a Mick Cronin roster looks like. So maybe he values a Midwestern toughness or something like that. And we'll see how much he really values the, the hot bed, the recruiting bed of LA and Southern California. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I mean, he Bona's central California, Mari Bailey's Sarah Canyon. He's right here in his backyard. So he clearly has some uh, appreciation for what the UCLA brand and location can give you. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. 
we'll see how he approaches this moving forward. I think it'll be really interesting to keep an eye on. Definitely. I think, uh, like I said, like start, like it's weird in college, you know, like football and basketball, it's kind of the same thing. Stars want to play with other stars, right? Um, like there might be some stars that recruit that, that, that commit early, but most stars want to see who you're going to get first. So they want to see who they're going to be playing with. Um, you know, so like the schools that, you know, UCLA is in a good position to where like they get like, say, Stajakovic's son, and, you know, they get like somebody, some Midwest guy. So they got, you know, maybe two or three, four star. And then they get a five star guy, one. And then maybe another one wants to play with that five star. Then they get two. And then, then you get shocked. And then you're like, oh, two, these other two five star wants to play with these other two five stars. So then you end up with like six or six or seven guys. And, and I think that there's there's a, a lot of interesting little crossover things that could lead to that because you had Ron Holland and you had Isaiah Collier go on this official visit together. And you're talking about who you went on your visit with and, and they uh, committed to we UCLA all committed. too. <laughs> all three yeah, did. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I mean, you get these two who come in and yeah, one's from Texas, one's from Georgia, but eventually they they cross paths here. They, they stay in touch. They talk about how the staff's recruiting them. And uh, then you also, you look at Jacoby Walter, the shooting guard, who's also from Texas. Uh, I think Ron Holland's high school beat Jacoby Walter's high school in the state championship uh, mm. back in March. So these guys know each other from, from playing local, from playing on those circuits, uh, mm-hmm. from playing that high level uh, Texas, like Southern basketball. And then they're both considering UCLA. So if Holland commits, maybe that gets Walter. And if both of them are here, then maybe that's get, that gets Collier because they're all playing different positions. So uh, I, that's a total pie in the sky. It'd be really fun if they could get three five stars uh, all from out of state. <laughs> and then you'd also you'd have to surround them with the, the local, the glue guys, the, the other guys to fill out the rest of the class. So not saying that will happen, but I mean, it's, it's like you're talking about. This isn't unheard of. There are certain steps to get from point A to point B to point C in this recruiting process, and mm-hmm. they are kind of lining their they're lining things up right now. And and it seems like they're hoping that the dominoes fall in a certain way. Agreed. Like I said, agreed. I think, um, like I said, you, you you need to get the four star guys. Like I said, like those are your guys that that stay two, three, four years. You know. Um, those four, three and four star guys, because they develop more, you just add on, like I said, uh, with these five star guys, because some of these five star guys are more icing than the cake. Don't depend on five star guys to be your cake. Unless, like I said, like even Calipari gets at least one four star guy, or maybe two before he gets, gets all five star. Yeah. Um, so like you, you, you need your, 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 your cake first. And then, you know, the fight icing is that because, like, people forget about the Fat Five. Um, the, the number one recruit was Jawan Howard. It wasn't Chris Webber. The number one recruit was Jawan Howard. And Jawan, you know, got got other guys on the phone, got, you know, the uh, guy from Texas, the other freshman, the two guard to come. He got the, the other guard to come first. And then all of a sudden, uh, he got Weber and then Jalen Rose came because Weber came. So that's how it goes, you know, uh, with, with, with recruiting, like stars want to see who's coming with them. They don't want to just go anywhere by themselves. Yeah. So, um, 
talking all about cake and frosting is maybe pretty hungry, Travis. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so uh, why don't we wrap this one up? Uh, thank you so much for listening to Believe in UCLA, presented by Bet Online. Uh, again, uh, if you made it all the way through this episode, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications, all that fun stuff. Uh, if you're looking for any extra UCLA content, you can head on over to allbruins.com. That's uh, the UCLA side on Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Networks uh, that I'm the managing editor and publisher of. So you can head on over there and follow me on Twitter at Sam Conan. Travis, where can people find you and your work online? Pretty much they can find me uh, at Travis W. Reed on Instagram. That's R-E-E-D, Travis W. Reed. Uh, Travis W. Reed on Facebook. You can also find me on YouTube as well. The show, my show, An Athlete's Journey, is now on YouTube. It has about five or six episodes up. It's called An Athlete's Journey. Travis Reed, find that. Uh, I posted on my site, on my pages, you know, how to find it if you need it. Um, also, if you need any help as far as like on Spotify, you know, and uh, iHeartRadio, I you have our wonderful show on, on Spotify and <laughs> iHeartRadio. Uh, also, the Athlete's Journey is on Spotify, you know, Spotify and iHeartRadio, and I post those on my social medias as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for this week's episode, and see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.